How are you? John Scholes here, Lior Samfiru as well, employment lawyer. Samfiru to Markin LLP is where you will find Lior and his crew. Reaching out is simple anytime. I always tell you you can do that uh, at your leisure. Call and have that conversation for whatever is bothering you in the workplace. It is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website always uh, ready for you. Built, constructed just for educating you along the way. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Rolled into that, of course, is the severance calculator, which is free and anonymous to use as well. It could be uh, something simple in the workplace that's uh, stuck in your craw. It could be a major problem. doesn't matter. Bring it on air. Talk to us. You have the next half hour to make yourself that much smarter. We'll get into the topic for the uh, for the day is no, your employer is not allowed to. And we'll get to a bunch of those in just a minute. But we always start off with the case of the day, pal. What do you got cooking? Hey, Johnny. Great to be here. Of course, great to talk mm-hmm. about employment law. It doesn't end for me. And well, I don't want it to. I want us to always have a good discussion about those issues that impact you in your work life. I want you to always, always have the answers that you need if you're facing a workplace dilemma. Sometimes things go great in in the work uh, and you don't really have any questions. You're happy to go to work in the morning. You're happy uh, to have the job that you have. But other times things may not go as well. There may be some conflict. There may be questions that arise. You may be wondering if what your employer is doing is legal or not. Well, You don't need to wander anymore. You don't need to stress out over it. Just call us on the show, ask the question, and find out what the answer is. Find out what your rights are and what you can do about that situation. Of course, and definitely, if you lost your job, I forbid you for uh, to sign that agreement, the severance letter. I forbid it. You have to call at that point because chances are whatever you've been offered is fractions. It's a fraction from what you're actually owed. So very important, make the right call, uh, literally, call us now on the show. And of course, if you want to continue the discussion off air, it's very easy to do. We'll give you the phone number and email address so we can connect that way. But case of the day where I like to start. So this one really made me chuckle. Uh, I got a, a call earlier today from a gentleman, and here's what happened to him. He was let go a few days back. And uh, so give you some background. So you work for a small company, mom and pop shop. Uh, And he had worked for his employer for six and a half years. And when he was let go, his employer wrote him a check for six weeks termination pay. And he knew because he listens to my show that he's owed more. So what he did is he went to our severance calculator. He went to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. He went to the severance calculator. He did the calculation and it showed him that he was owed eight months severance. So he took a screenshot of that off of his phone and he sent it to his former employer. And said, well, no, look, I use the severance calculator. It shows I'm owed eight months severance, not six weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, the next day he gets back a screenshot himself from the company. And they had a screenshot from the government of Ontario website of where it shows that he gets six weeks. It was like, no, no, you're wrong. Look from the government of Ontario, six weeks. So that's when he calls me. He called me today and he wanted to know, well, wait a second. What, why is this saying six weeks? Is, are they right? Why is the government saying I'm owed six weeks? So uh, I explained to him, and, and I, I'm going to explain it right now. What the government is saying, what the government's website shows is only a small portion of your entitlements, your minimum entitlements. And that's what the government deals with is a minimum entitlement. So what the government website outlines is what the Employment Standards Act says, which shows your minimum entitlement. So yes, your minimum entitlements are six weeks of of, uh, severance after six years of service. But those are your minimum entitlements, your full entitlements, what we call your common law 
entitlements are a lot greater than that. And for him, eight months pay. So when an employer, small employer, doesn't know any better, they'll they'll think that. They'll think, well, they'll go on the Ministry of Labor website and follow it. Wrong. So he's been wrongfully dismissed. So I'm going to help him uh, get this resolved, and I'm going to help him get that eight-month severance. But a reminder that, unfortunately, you can get misleading or at least incomplete information from the government when it comes to your severance. It's not a week per year of service. It's not two weeks per year of service. Those may be your minimum entitlements, but your full legal entitlements can be much, much greater. Again, guys, right here now, 416-870-6400. Dan, thanks for standing by for a moment, pal. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Um, well, I've been on long duration, a long-term disability for quite some time now, and it looks like my um, through via tests that I could be stabilizing and may look at going back to work. However, I'm 64 and next year 65, and wondered if they still have to take me back to work in a reasonable or same position. I have seven years with the company, and uh, if they don't, is it constructive dismissal? Hmm, great question. Well, if if they don't, it's it's an actual dismissal, right? It's it's not even a constructive dismissal. Yes, they have to take you back, whether you're 65 or 85. Absolutely. Uh, so th- they have to at least make all efforts to take you back. Now, what that means is they they're gonna immediately have to see if that position you had is available or if they can make it available. If it's not available, is there a similar position that's available? And if they've tried and they've looked and, and they've uh, made those efforts, if then there's nothing available, then and only then can they terminate your employment. And of course, they'd have to pay you severance. If they don't go through that analysis, they just say, no, nah, nah, we don't want to take you back. Of course, they owe you severance, but that also would be a human rights violation. Okay, because their failure to try to bring you back would be illegal. So what you need to do, of course, is continue to work work on getting better and, and healthy. And when you're ready to go back to work, let your employer know. You know, you give them a couple of weeks to get their uh, stuff together and, and, you know, see what, what position they find for you. But if there's no job for you, yeah, you're owed severance uh, and potentially human rights damages. That could easily be 9, 10, even 12 months of severance for you if you're 65 and you've been there for nine years. So uh, for now, keep working on getting better and healthy, Dan. Okay, and just quickly, if they do take me back and they kind of farm me into some job that's similar but very quickly try to shuffle me out, is that still constructive dismissal, I guess? Well, if they change the terms of employment, so if they take you back to a very different job or they take you back to your regular job and then they change it all of a sudden, absolutely becomes a constructive dismissal, which again, as you know, means uh, severance uh, has to be paid. So yes, the same laws would apply to you as applies to everyone once you go back to work. Uh, So you don't really have to worry about it. And if they say to you, no, no, we're not even going to look at bringing you back. Yeah, there's definitely going to be consequences for them doing that. And, I, and I'm still an employee, but even though I've been on uh, long-term disability, mm-hmm. correct? It's, I mean, oh, sorry, my, my time is still classified as time employed kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, you're still considered okay. to still be an employee. Uh, your length of employment, your seniority continues while you're on disability, which means, of course, greater severance, because the more seniority you have, the more severance you're owed. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the uh, the phone call early on, pal. You can always reach out to Lior and the crew anytime for more questions on your own time. No problem. Always ready to answer those. 
5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll shuffle into a quick break here. Yeah, no, your employer is not allowed to do this. And we'll get through a list of those. And Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. Hey, hey, welcome back indeed. And the phone calls, uh, bring them on. You're always uh, ready to answer those. But in the meantime, no, your employer is not allowed to. Let's get through this list. And a lot of these you're not going to know. But that's why we do the show to enlighten you and pull the curtain back on employment law so you're that much brighter at the end of the 30 minutes, right? No, they're not allowed to demand that you get a vaccine or suspend you because of your vaccination status. People still don't realize that. So, yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that. I did a a live stream session today, and I got a lot of questions still about vaccines and and being put off work. So, you know, before I even address that, let's be very clear that this is not a statement about vaccines at all. This has nothing to do with, you know, vaccines are good, vaccines are not. It's nothing at all to do that. It's simply about employees' rights when it comes to vaccination in the workplace. So uh, there's nothing really stopping an employer from saying, I'm only going to hire people that have been vaccinated. Right now, as our laws are, there's nothing illegal about that. But where the law does uh, have something to say is a situation where an employee is told that unless they vaccinate, they're out of work or they're off on a suspension or they're off on a leave. That is not something an employer can do. Now, an employer can let them go as long as severance is paid, but what I've been seeing is a lot of employers still, even now, uh, putting people off work or letting them go without severance. That's not something that they can do. So no, your employer can't use that as grounds for a termination for cause. Your employer can't Use that as a basis to suspend you, to put you on a leave without pay. Uh, your vaccination status ultimately is shouldn't impact your your job status. Uh, so keep that in mind. And I've, I'm still my firm is still representing hundreds of people across Canada that have been put in that situation. They lost their job. We're resolving these cases every day. Employers have started to understand that they need to resolve these cases. They need to pay the employees what they're owed. So if you're in that situation, if your job has been impacted because of your vaccine status, yeah, we need to talk. Let's get this resolved. Let's get you the compensation that you're owed so that you can move on with your life. Absolutely. Next one down the list. No, your employer is not allowed to reduce your pay because you're working from home. So this is another kind of a COVID type of a situation. You know, a lot of employees started working from home and that's absolutely fine. But what an employer can't do is say, I've decided you're going to work from home instead of working from the office. Oh, and because of that, I know you're going to save a bunch of money, so we're going to pay you less. Can't do that. An employer can't decide to make you work from home and then pay you less as a result of that decision. No, that's a constructive dismissal. That's completely inappropriate. Now, if the employer can say to you as well, you can work from the office if you want, no problem. But if you choose to work from home, you can do that, but we're going to pay you less. At that point, that's okay because it's your decision. Uh, But if the employer decides for you that, no, no, working in the office is not going to happen, you're going to be remote and we're going to pay you less, not legal, not something you should agree, not something you should accept. I've seen employers do that. Uh, And if that's what your employer is doing, at least now you know, no, your employer is not allowed to do it. And you still got uh, got some time here to get on air and talk to us, 416-870-6400. No, your employer is not allowed to put or keep you on a temporary layoff. This keeps coming up, huh? Oh, my gosh, it keeps coming up. Listen, there's probably not a single day where someone doesn't call my office with a temporary layoff situation. Uh, It's been like that forever, and it's it's increased uh, during COVID. So, no, your employer, in most cases, does not have a right to decide that you're going to go off on a temporary layoff. 
They don't have a right to put you on a layoff and just keep you on that layoff. People often ask me, well, how long can they keep me on a layoff? Well, they can't put you on a layoff to begin with. So the, the question of how long they can keep you is actually meaningless because they can't put you on it. If your employer puts you on a temporary layoff, you can consider that a termination if you want. You can not, you don't have to accept that. It's not something that your employer can can do or can force on you. There's really only two situations where your employer can put you on a temporary layoff. Number one is if you sign an employment agreement that gives your employer that power, that right. Most people have it. But if you did sign an employment agreement like that, then, well, they can do it. The second uh, situation where your employer can put you on a temporary layoff is if they've done it before and you accepted it. So let's say three years ago, they put you on a temporary layoff. You accepted it. You waited. They called you back and you went back. Well, by doing that now, you've given them the right to do it again and again. And when they do it again, you won't be able to to say it's a constructive dismissal. You won't be able to require them to give you severance. So that's why it's important to keep that in mind. And if your employer does put you on a temporary layoff, you really want to consider, are you okay with this happening again? And if you're not, it may be time to say, that's a termination, pay me my severance. Yeah, we're talking about things that your employer's not allowed to do. Many of these you may not realize. You think they have carte blanche because they are the boss. They're your employer, but uh, that's not the case. Next one is this. They're not allowed to change your pay, your job description, hours of work, work location, all those things, right? No, and, and this goes back to what you, you were just saying, John. Oftentimes you may hear an employer say, well, I'm the boss. I'm the owner. I'm going to decide. I'm going to decide your hours you're going to work. I'm going to decide the job you do, uh, you know, and maybe even your pay. Well, no, actually you're not because the law doesn't give you that power. The law says that you're not, as an employer, able to make significant changes. Now, yeah, you have a bit of discretion as an employer. You can make some minor changes, you can decide to pay someone $19 an hour instead of 20 That's not nice at all, but you can get away with that. You can decide to have someone work uh, 8 to 4 instead of 9 to 5. But what you can't do is make big changes. You can't change someone from day shift to night shift. You can't do significant pay reductions. You can't demote someone. The law says that's not acceptable. Just like you, the employee, can't decide that you're going to take a a pay raise. You can't decide that you're getting a pay raise tomorrow. Well, by the same token, your employer can't decide that they're cutting your pay tomorrow. That's what we call a constructive dismissal. And, of course, the concern always is if you're going to be the good soldier and accept the demotion or the pay cut or the change in hours, if you accept it, well, now you've done something that gives your employer the right to do it again and again and again. So that's a huge problem. So no, even though he's the boss or she's the boss, they still can't just change your job. Again, here's another one people don't realize. They're not allowed to put you on probation after you have already passed the probationary period. Break that down. For all intents and purposes, John, uh, probationary period can only last for three months. And it's not automatic. You're only on probation if you sign an employment agreement that specifically says in the first three months you're on probation. If it says that, fine. But it really can't last more than three months. It's meaningless if it's more than three months. So for an employer to say, well, you know, you've been here for three months, but we're going to extend your probation. Or, employee, you've been with us for seven years, but we're going to put you on probation. That's meaningless. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't give your employer any new rights. So, no, it, it you know, can your employer do it? I guess if that's how they get their kicks, but it doesn't actually mean anything. So uh, an employer that does that is frankly kind of wasting time. 
three months is really only thing you can do with a probation. And remember, for employees, you're not on probation automatically. And it's important to remember that because if you didn't sign an employment agreement that puts you on probation, if you lose your job in the first month, two or three, you get severance, Yep. right? You can get a significant amount of severance, in fact. So don't ever assume that just because you were let go or just because you just started working that you were on probation. We're talking about uh, times and things your employer's not allowed to do, but you still got some uh, some moments to call in if something uh, piques your interest. You want to ask a question, go for it, 416-870-6400. This one's good, too. Uh, they're not allowed to take away your seniority by making you an independent contractor. This opens up a whole can of worms, too. Yes, I, and, and John, I've seen this happen. I, I saw this happen today. Someone on the same live stream uh, wrote to me in a situation where they had been uh, – working as an employee, and then they were changed to a contractor. Well, nonsense. It doesn't work that way. You don't somehow magically become a contractor just because the company that you work for decides to call you a contractor. So I've seen employers do that because they're, they don't want the employee to accrue seniority. They're hoping they can save a bunch of money. It doesn't work that way. Think about it. The law is smarter than that. I, I envision this employer, you know, kind of waking up in the morning, you know, having breakfast and all of a sudden, oh my God, I have an epiphany. I have an idea. I know how to, I I thought of something no one's ever thought of. I know exactly how to save a bunch of money. I'll just make my employee a contractor. My gosh, I'm so smart. Well, no, you're not. And it's been tried many, many, many times and it never works because the law makes that decision if someone is a contractor or an employee. I don't make the decision. The company doesn't make that decision. And All you've done by changing someone from an employee to a contractor is now you've misclassified them, which exposes the employer and the employee to liability with CRA. Uh, It exposes you for liability under uh, employment standards legislation. So chances are for all the individuals out there, if you work for a company, if you work for one company, but they call you a contractor, you are probably an employee. You're actually earning seniority, accruing seniority. And if you lose that job because you're an employee, your own severance. Something we just recently talked about on our TV show, which, by the way, if you go to employmentlawyer.ca, you can find a uh, TV station near you and catch old episodes as well. And that is they can't let you go without severance just because you did something wrong. Absolutely. Some, and we were talking about things your employer can't do, but these are common things that employers try to do, not, not properly, not legally. And this is a huge one. They can't let you go without severance just because you did something wrong. The only time you can be let go without severance is if you did something really bad, something that's just so bad that now there's just no way to continue employing you. The fact that you were late twice this week, not good necessarily, but certainly not doesn't mean that you can be let go without severance. The fact that you got into a shouting match with your boss, again, not good but does not mean you can be let go without severance. I think you get the idea. Mm -hmm. So doing something wrong is not the the same as being let go uh, without severance, not the same as being let go for cause. And most of the time when I see employers trying to let someone go for cause, it's not because the employee didn't do anything wrong. The employee may have done something wrong. It just doesn't rise to the level of cause. So if if you've been let go without severance, even if you did something wrong, Chances are you are owed severance. And by the way, we have a tool uh, at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca that allows you to determine whether whatever it is that you did is just cause. 
So go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, use our just cause uh, tool there, and find out whether, in fact, the company has cause to let you go or if you're owed your full severance. Check it out. It's free and anonymous. It's important that you have that information. Let's get to another one of these or a couple more. Yeah, they cannot ignore your complaints about harassment by a coworker or the boss, for that matter. An employer cannot ignore harassment complaints. Uh, that is a, a very important aspect of everyone's employment law, uh, employment life. Uh, we all have a right to work in a harassment-free work environment. And here's what an employer has to do if they become aware of harassment. Number one, they have to take it seriously. Number two, they have to investigate it, conduct a thorough and good faith investigation. And number three, they have to then find a way to fix the problem, to deal with that harassment, to make it go away. So they have to do those three things. And if they don't, there's a potential violation of several laws, several statutes there. You can't expect your employer to deal with it properly. Tell your employer in writing that you're being harassed. And if you've tried and they haven't done anything, or maybe you're working for a tiny company and there's just no one to talk to, that's when I get involved. I can deal with it myself uh, on your behalf. But remember, an employer cannot ignore any complaints about harassment. Let's get to a quick email from Sean before we go. It says, I've let go for cause, uh, Lior, because my employer said I missed too many days of work for medical reasons. Can they do that? You know, I, I've had a few of these situations over the years where the company says, you know, you just, you've been sick too often. You've missed too many work days because you're sick. Uh, we're going to let you go. We're going to, or, or sometimes they say, we're going to warn you not to do that anymore, which I find absurd. What are you warning me to stop being sick? Well, now that I'm being warned, I'll be sure to be healthy. It, it's ridiculous. So no, an employer cannot let you go for cause or really let you go at all because you're sick. They cannot discipline you. Yeah. That could end up resulting in a human rights violation, depending on the medical condition. It's a wrongful dismissal as well. So no, you should never be punished because you're sick. It's out of your control. There's nothing that you can do about that to avoid it. So for an employer to penalize you in that situation, it's illegal and frankly ridiculous as well. I think they get confused with the amount of sick days you're allowed versus how often you, you, know, you could be sick. Two completely different things. Absolutely. If you used up your sick days, that may mean your employer is not going to pay you anymore when you're sick, but it has nothing to do with your ability to be off work. And of course, you can't be punished because you're sick. It, it would, If you think about it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And with that, we're going to wrap. In the meantime, here's a reach out to Lior if you want a, a private conversation off air. Always encouraged to do so. It's one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And again, that website, use it. It's free. It's anonymous, built just to make it that much smarter, called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll-